Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and today we're going to continue with Lesson 5, The Keys to the Kingdom, the opening section, and we're going to look at paragraphs 9, 10, and 11. I think this will be a shorter one, where Jeshua continues, You will discover that there is a place within you that can look upon all things with perfect equanimity, perfect acceptance, and perfect love. For in mastery of the way of the heart, you will discover that nothing is unacceptable to you. Only what is accepted can be transcended. You will discover a way of being in which nothing any longer compels you. Not even the desire to know God compels you any longer, for the need of it has been completed. So this, let's break these couple of paragraphs down. Jeshua says, "There's a you will discover a place within you. And we're talking again, just giving you a little more context, this this desire to a decision to commit to the way of the heart. You will discover a place within you that can look upon all things with perfect equanimity. And I looked up equanimity and it means mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. So you will look upon all things with perfect equanimity, perfect acceptance, and perfect love. For in the mastery of the way of the heart, you'll discover that there's nothing that's unacceptable to you. You're not resisting anything. You're not making anything wrong or saying it should be different. That's the difference because in the way of the heart, in the mastery of the way of the heart, in the journey to mastery, we we grind against these things in a good way. We, we argue with them, and that's a good thing because it kind of helps us. It's the grist to create the pearl, so it's okay. You don't – it's okay if you're not just grabbing onto this and it's just sinking in and immediately like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm enlightened now. No, it's okay to grapple with these ideas because they're so different from what we've been taught and living in, the matrix we've been living in. So the, in the mastery of the way of the heart, you'll discover that nothing is unacceptable to you. There's no resistance or againstness in anything because you know that the substance of all things is the divine. Even if it looks in a way that your ego brain says, that's not okay, that should be different, that's unacceptable. That's the ego mind. The way of the heart knows it's all God unfolding, expressing. It's all perfect. Even the things that don't seem to be good are being used and transcended by the Holy Spirit. And Jeshua says, only what is accepted can be transcended. When there is no againstness inside of us, we transcend the thing. We rise above. We enter a different dimension of experience of love. And how much Againstness is in the world right now. How much are we like taught and encouraged to be against another group of people and another way of thinking? Againstness, it's not to agree with it, but the againstness, it's like either you have to agree or you have to disagree and hate it. And if you don't, if you're not upset, you're part of the problem, right? All that bullcrap guilt. It's like one or the other. That's the world that we live in right now. This battle between good and evil. Do you think Jeshua is like, whenever does Jeshua and Jesus say there's a battle between good and evil? Why is there no battle? In the world of duality, there absolutely is a battle of good and evil going on. 
There's good force fighting bad force, and who's going to win the fight? In the duality, there is. And Jeshua's rising. Jeshua's not even playing in that sandbox. There's no battle happening because there's no force opposite of love. There's no nothing outside of God. There's free will. There's love. There's calls for love and expressions of love, and love has no opposite. So only what is accepted can be transcended. And Jeshua is inviting us to transcend this paradigm of suffering and againstness and the ego and separation, which is just not true. The tiny mad idea, he's inviting us to transcend beyond it. And the way of the heart is the path to do that. And in paragraph 10, he says, you'll discover a way of being, not of doing anything, but of being inside in which nothing any longer compels you. Not even, and he tries to pick, I think, the highest thing to aspire to. Not even the desire to know God compels you any longer. Well, why doesn't that compel me any longer? Because he says the need of it has been completed. Because you are aware, you are living in the awareness that you are God expressing itself as you. And and again, from the small ego mind, from the paradigm of God as an old man in the sky judging you and different than you, God's, oh my God, you can't even compare yourself to God. You can't compare yourself to Jesus and these enlightened. Who the heck are you to compare yourself to enlightened masters? Right? No, they're different. You're you stink. You maybe if you're good, you'll maybe get somewhere close. But you stink, and like that's something to aspire to. But never, you'll never actually get there. But Jeshua is saying, you will, you will, the need of it to desire to know God will be completed because you'll know you are God. And that is the least blasphemous thing to say when you are aware and awake as love. And that's what Jeshua, again, that's what he's inviting us to. So in the way of the heart, you'll discover a way of being with nothing compels you because you're already there. You're not trying to get anywhere, even to know God. You're not trying to get there anymore because you're there. You're it. It's now. It's here. You are it. And he says in paragraph 11, then there arises a way of being in the world that is indeed not here. For you will feel no restlessness, no need to direct your journey. No questions will arise. You will be at peace. In that peace, the breath of God will move through you. And you will become as the wind, knowing not where you came from or where you are going. But you will abide in perfect trust and perfect rest. The world may not know you, but your father will know you. And you, in italics for emphasis, will know your God. So here he's talking about the mystery again. He says in the way of the heart and mastery of the way of the heart, there's a way of being in the world that's that's not really here for you'll feel because the world is all about restlessness. He says you'll feel no restlessness. Ah, I'm trying to fill a void. I feel a void. I don't feel complete. I don't feel secure enough. There's a restlessness inside you right now. In the way of the heart, there's perfect peace. He says there's no, there will be no need to direct your journey. And that's what I mentioned in the last episode about managing the mystery. We so want to control everything and manage the mystery, direct our journey. And he's saying there's no need for that because there's really nowhere to go because it's all – you're all <laughs> this. And again, our brain doesn't get this. There's nowhere to go because it's all here. <laughs> our brain's like, what the heck does that mean? 
There's no need to direct your journey because there's complete and utter faith that wherever you are is perfect, is of God. It's just the ocean is everywhere. It is. You see God in the person. You see God in the books. You see God everywhere. There's no separation. Our brain doesn't really get that. He says no questions will arise. You won't. You won't. Uh, you won't be lacking anything that you need. Even I don't know about intellectually, but there's no questions because again, you're there. You're experiencing. It, you're in the knowing. He says you will be at peace. And yes, yes. Just to clarify, you can have this experience now. You don't have to wait till you die and you're not in a body and you're wherever because it's all now. Jeshua is giving us this message right now, wherever you are, you can experience this. So don't think that it needs to happen when you die someday and when you're not in a body. Be in the world, but not of the world. That is his teaching. He says, you will be at peace. And in that peace, the breath of God will move through you. The breath of God will move through you. How beautiful is that? Every breath is the breath of God. And it's more than just physical breathing. Can we expand our idea of breath to this receiving of life and this expression of life? The inhale as the symbol of receiving life and the exhale as the symbol of expressing life. It's more than the physical act of breathing. So people are like, well, I'm just grateful I'm breathing. It means I'm alive. And it's so limited to the body. You are – think bigger. There's a great book, I think it's a great book, by Irene Kendig, K-E-N-D-I-G. She is a fellow graduate of the University of Santa Monica with me. So this is a book about spirituality, spiritual psychology, but really it's called Conversations with Jerry and Other People I Thought Were Dead. And it is awesome because, and I read this book to my brother, I read the first kind of, she has conversations with Jerry and other people she thought were dead and they're communicating with her. And on the very first page of her conversation with Jerry, and it's written in like dialogue, like Jerry, colon, and he talks, and Irene, colon, maybe asked a question or talks, and it's this back and forth. And I'm actually, while I'm talking, I'm looking for it on my bookshelf and I don't see it in the minute, so I'm not gonna keep looking and stalling. But basically I'll paraphrase, because I would love I would love, love, love to read it to you, but I can't find it. So I'm going to paraphrase. On this first page of this book in this conversation with Jerry, Jerry, she says, what was the most surprising thing when you, when you, oh, wait, yes, I found it. I'm going to read it to you guys. This was worth the wait. Okay, here it is. I love this because it gives a whole different idea to the word, to this idea of breath. All right, here we go. Hang with me. Conversation one. Here it goes. Uh, Irene says, this is the very first line, Jerry, what did you experience when you released your last breath on earth? And Jerry says, I kept breathing, but my body wasn't responding. My release was gentle. I practically melted out of my body. I felt cold just before losing consciousness in my physical body and then warm again as I transitioned into non-physical form. It was different from feeling warmed by an outside source because this warmth came from within. I was surprised that I kept breathing. I thought breathing was limited to the physical body. And Irene says, you kept breathing? Jerry, it surprised me too, 
Breath is a function of life, and the nature of life is expansion. It's the nature of life to expand itself into greater and more creative versions of itself. And then Irene says, what about contraction? And Jerry says, contraction is necessary in order to receive the energy that expands us further. Breathing in causes the diaphragm to contract. Breathing out relaxes and expands the diaphragm. We're always changing, growing, and moving into a greater, more expanded version of who we are. With every inhalation, we receive the energy of life, and with every exhalation, we contribute. That makes our next inhalation a new experience. No two breaths are ever the same. Every moment is a new one. And Irene says, what are you breathing in? Jerry says, life force, pure potential. It's the raw material of creation, the fuel for the manifest result of thought. On a non-physical level, breathing isn't for the purpose of maintaining the spirited body. It serves the purpose of connection. Inhalation is receiving the oneness, and exhalation is giving back to the oneness. It's a unifying process. And Irene says, I never, ever considered the possibility that we'd continue to breathe after transitioning. Ah! So it was such a gift and an honor. As my brother, I think this was the day before he left his body or the week before, like we knew he was leaving his body soon. He knew to sit and share this with him, to give him another potentially idea and I, of, of what it means to leave his body and that he'll still be breathing. I think it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's such a game changer. Think about the breath beyond just the physical inhaling is receiving Exhaling is expanding and expressing. Game fucking changer. Now I got to add the explicit, but it was worth it. All right. So Jeshua says, <laughs> you will be at peace in that peace. The breath of God will move through you and you will become as the wind, knowing not where you came from or where you're going, but you will abide in perfect trust and perfect rest. Hallelujah. The mystery, you will be like the wind. You will be okay with the mystery, knowing not where you came from or where you're going. Right now in our little brain, we want to know, how's my 401k? How's my retirement? How's the economy? Am I safe? Are my kids safe? Oh, ooh, all these things. We're managing the mystery, trying to make sure we're safe, secure, getting the love we need, all the things. And I'm not judging and saying, oh, that's stupid or wrong or bad. What were – my dog is shaking. That's what that is. It, it, we're being invited to, to transcend this experience of survival, of identifying this way. There's another experience available to us right here, right now, in seemingly in the body. And this is the way of the heart. If you're willing to commit to it all in and do the practices and have a community and read and study and learn and grow and practice some more. And maybe you fall away from this for a year, but you come back to it and you're like, okay, I'm back in. I'm, I'm in. I'm committed. And you will abide in perfect trust and perfect rest, not caring where you are because you know wherever you are, whatever's in front of you is of God, is always an opportunity for you to connect in love. 
And he finishes this paragraph, the world may not know you, but your father will know you and you will know your God. The world may not get you at all. The world may reject you and hate you. And he says, but your father will know you and you will know your God. You will be at peace inside because you'll you'll know who you are and you'll even know who everyone else is, even the people that are hating you. You'll see one, they're just calls for love. They're just asleep to who and what they are. Once people wake up to who and what they are, they become naturally loving because that's what they are. So potentially, think about this. Anyone who's doing things that are not loving are just, they're not knowing who they are. They're making a different choice temporarily. They're no doomed for eternity. That's getting off on another tangent. Let's stick with what we did today with the breath, expansion, inhalation, receiving, acceptance, perfect equanimity. Only what can be accepted can be trans- – only what is accepted can be transcended. And nothing will compel you, even the desire to know God because it will have been completed. You won't need it anymore because you'll know that you are it. And you won't need to direct your journey and manage the mystery. This is everything, you guys. I love this. I love you guys. I'm so honored that we're on this journey together. And have an awesome day. Um, I just completed day five of my seven day from lesson four, where you sit down for you know uh, about 12 to 15 minutes and you spend two minutes asking, what do I truly desire? I just completed my fifth day. I'm excited to be done with my seventh day so then I can look at all the patterns and see what's there. So anyways, hope you're doing that too. Love you guys. If you want to create some kind of community, let me know. Send me an email. You want to do a Q&A, you want to have a study group, let me know. And the more feedback I get, let's figure out how we can keep this going. All right. Have an awesome day. If you get value, like, subscribe, share, and we'll see you next time.